Welcome to Music Meditation. This is your brain on bass. The 40 hertz pitch can be heard in the opening gong, the background double bass immersion, and the exit music. More information can be found at www.musicmeditation.ca. This episode is called Music, Health, and Capitalism. A brilliant 2002 British documentary is The Century of the Self by filmmaker Adam Curtis. It is about the 20th century conflation of three concepts. The positive attributes of democracy, the less positive attributes of capitalism, and the zero positive attributes of consumerism. Democracy has become synonymous with consumerism and it has become our right to get more stuff whenever we want. Throughout the four-part miniseries, it is difficult to avoid feeling used, abused, and manipulated as the work of Edward Bernays, the nephew of Sigmund Freud and self-proclaimed originator of public relations, is reviewed and analyzed. Using psychotherapy techniques, his marketing campaigns conflated democracy with the desire to acquire purposefully stroking egos and playing upon feelings of entitlement, he positioned wanting as more important than needing. Democracy was transformed from a concept promoting freedom of choice and self-determination into a self-centered competition for the accumulation of assets. Democracy was conflated with consumerism through the aggressive promotion of capitalism specifically neoliberal capitalism, now a well-established principle found at all levels of society and government. The 2002 documentary examined capitalism through the 20th century. The continuing saga of capitalism in the 21st century is examined in a 2018 book by Shoshana Zuboff called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism in which she discusses digital technology as a tool for deeply unethical behavior. Zuboff states that the 2001.com bubble crash set the stage for a new and epic order in data mining and manipulation that reduces our every action into a sellable commodity. Hoping to stay alive and relevant in a collapsing high-tech world, Google hired Sheryl Sandberg in 2001 to lead the development of online sales operations, including the growth of AdWords, which promised advertisers the best targeted marketing available in the industry. Going beyond the simple process of counting clicks and likes to promote products, she began collecting and compiling lifestyle information from the free services that Google provides, such as Google Search Engine, Google Docs, and Gmail, marrying this seemingly meaningless data with other established data to create comprehensive customer profiles. Google continues to argue that the mind information is harmless, innocuous, and useless to everyone, euphemistically referring to the data as behavioral surplus. It is, however, in reality, powerful proprietary data that Google uses for the predictive signaling of purchases, lifestyle, friends, views, and opinions. All of this information is compiled, analyzed, and trickled back to us in micro-targeted format to influence not only our purchases, but our opinions and actions for causes paid for by Google clients. 
The success of Google's targeted marketing capability was indisputable, and in 2003 they went public to enormous success. Also in 2003 was the launch of Facebook. The treasure trove of personal information flowing voluntarily into their database was breathtaking, and in 2008 Facebook hired Sheryl Sandberg away from Google to manage the data stream. According to Shoshana Zuboff, Sandberg became the typhoid Mary of surveillance capitalism as she led Facebook's transformation from a social networking site to an advertising behemoth. Google and Facebook vehemently argue that the behavioral surplus they collect and manage is not only freely and legally acquired, but also of no harm to anyone. Many disagree. The CBC radio show Ideas presented a 2020 series titled Reset, Reclaiming the Internet for Civil Society, delivered by internet information guru Ron Debert. He surveys the traps and dark corners of the internet and social media and argues that behavioral surplus is used in nefarious ways to promote misinformation and disinformation often targeting the most vulnerable in society. The OCEAN model, used in military psyops, and now in advertising, stands for openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. The model was developed to examine an individual's personality characteristics with the intention of exploiting and predicting weaknesses. For example, Cambridge Analytics revealed that neuroticism was especially vulnerable to manipulation. Using personal data derived from behavioral surplus collection, including information such as debt, job loss, home loss, family problems, etc., neuroticism could be manipulated at the micro-marketing level to steer individuals toward more fearful and more anti-liberal views, easily deepening their levels of neuroticism. Health, especially mental health, is collateral damage in this capitalistic pursuit. We have discussed earlier the efforts of the pharmaceutical industry to control the mindset and delivery of health solutions to society. We have also discussed the opportunity for a healthcare paradigm shift to bring music and meditation into the loop, positioning health and well-being as a lifelong journey rather than a series of quick-fix destinations. Drawing a parallel between the psychological manipulation of Edward Bernays in the last century and surveillance capitalism in this century is not difficult. The motivation for this type of activity includes the usual suspects, money, power, control, and the machinery in place to sustain the status quo is formidable. The lobbying efforts of the surveillance capitalism stakeholders are comparable to that of the military-industrial complex. Within this somewhat depressing capitalist environment, non-invasive, non-chemical, community-based and artistically driven healthcare solutions are available, and we will examine strategies for their success in the next episode.